Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1961's The Parent Trap, directed by David Swift and starring Haley Mills and Maureen O'Hara. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, the, the Charlie Chaplin film, The Kid. I love that. That movie. that movie is so good. Um, I, I I've seen it a couple times, and it makes me laugh every time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just like Jackie Coogan was a, a truly adorable kid who gives a great comic performance mm-hmm. in this movie. And like, of course, Charlie Chaplin is Charlie Chaplin, but uh, this one, like, it's a real showcase for a little kid actor. And um, he's he's as good as as Charlie in every respect. And to know that that it's young Uncle Fester is also a great you know piece of. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just what start year now. was that one? Like twenty six or something? It, it was. It was before that even. Okay. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I can't remember the exact year, but yeah, it, it was, it was real early mm-hmm. and, um, it was just, I, I don't know how many tramp films had been made at that point, yeah. but like, you know, man, of course, Charlie Chaplin, he's just firing on all cylinders at that time. And, and yeah, this, this is one of the essentials for him. I yeah. Think. Yeah. There's quite a, there's a handful of them everybody should see, but yes. the kid is definitely up there. Yep. Dude, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I want to rewatch that now. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, I watched Babylon from 2022, Dave. Oh, okay, yeah. It's considered a hot mess by yeah. most people, and they're right. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's about, if you haven't seen it, it was it had like all this buzz, like, oh, it's going to be an Oscar contender, and right. it just kind of was hot garbage. Right, when it, it came fell out. flat. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's about excess, like, pre-code Hollywood, and like the rise and fall of stardom back, you know, in the silent era, and... When talkies start and all that. Speaking of the kid, man. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's probably a hit when this movie takes place. No doubt. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it's all it's all over the place and it's messy. Like the characters are intriguing, but you don't even care about them at all. And <laughs> like, I don't know. It feels almost kind of like a Tarantino movie or a PTA movie in a way. Like the characters kind of do. Right. But like there's nothing here. You don't even care about anybody really. I don't know. And it's all over the place. Like they're like, well, what do we do now? I don't know. They're going to get married. I mean, what do they do? Do they go on the run? I don't. Know. What? Well, there's a gun now. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> oh, and an elephant. Right. Like I don't know what they're doing, man. Like it's a love letter to like the era, but it's just a. It's like a waste of time, man. Yes, I agree. I not recommend it. Um, at the, my only. My only uh, like you know counterpoint to it is that I I guess I'm I will always be a sucker for movies about the movie industry. Yeah, you know especially when it when it comes to classic Hollywood, mm-hmm. and I'm also unapologetically a huge like Damien Chazelle mark. You know I I just will always see everything he yeah. makes. I'm not. I I know <laughs> you, you and I both like disagreed on La La Land. Yeah. Um, and, I, but I, I love it. I love Whiplash and, and, you know, I do like Whiplash. Okay. Yeah. I do cool. like Whiplash. Um, uh, but Babylon, I, I know it's a mess and I know there's a lot <laughs> wrong with it, but I just will always, every time someone is like playing a silent, you know, like every yeah. time they, they make a movie about the 19, about 1920s Hollywood, I will always be there for yeah. it for some reason. And I mean, Margot Robbie's fantastic. She is. And so, I mean, if, if, if it sounds interesting to you, give it a go, but like, I felt like it was a waste of my time. Yeah. I didn't I didn't really like it. Right. Uh, okay, Fair Dave. Enough. Let's get into a movie called The Parent Trap, the 1961 version. Right. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Sure. Um, so this is one of the most famous of Disney's live action films from their classic period. Um, and in this movie, Haley Mills plays uh, Sharon and Susan, uh, two teenage girls who look exactly like one another, and they meet at summer camp. 
through some investigation, they realize they are identical twin blood sisters and that their mother and father divorced when they were too young to remember with each parent taking custody of one twin while concealing mm-hmm. the existence of the other. Um, they then hatch a plan to get their parents back together and hijinks ensue. Uh, now, we're not doing this movie because it's a masterpiece. And I understand that like obvious childhood wistfulness like this is kind of cheap. But I, I put this one on our schedule because I saw it countless times when I was a kid. And my whole family can pretty much recite the script in its entirety. Seeing as how I'm now a co-host of a podcast about <laughs> cinema, any film I've seen this many times deserves to be talked about. So off we go. Yes, yes. Dave... I love you, man. <laughs> I, love I, went, you too, I went into this kind of like, okay, what am I getting into? <laughs> and I'll t- I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. It oh, was, wow, it was fantastic. Good. It's a, this is an excellent movie, Dave. That's great to hear, man. I was so scared about it because I was like, I know. oh, man, Scott's getting caught well, with I, my nostalgia I've never shrapnel. Seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it, and I've always kind of avoided it. I'm like, oh, that's one of those kid Disney movies from the 60s. Fuck <laughs> yes, that shit. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm too cool for this. I'm going to watch Babylon. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> this movie's so much better than Babylon, dude. Uh, I agree. Yes. Okay. I, I I didn't know much about it. I thought, is this a musical? I have no clue. I was ready to, to kick your ass, Dave, if you, this was a musical. <laughs> I remember you Any, You were like really, uh, and I had to like warn him ahead of time. Okay, there's a couple musical numbers in it, but it's not a musical. Trust no, me. not at yeah, all. Yeah. No, no, no. And don't be afraid to put a musical on, Dave. I'm, of course. I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> anyway, a movie opens with like a song and stop motion, raking bass type shit. Yes. A which claymation is cool. opening. Yeah, which How I like. That? Yes. Um, I got worried though. I was like, all right, here comes the music. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's about it. But now, yeah. so you you didn't feel like an electricity go through you when you heard Tommy Sands and Annette Funicello singing this great song? Uh, not electricity. And it was, it was a good song. Yes. I was like, okay. Yeah, that's not bad. But, uh. <laughs> Yeah, it was cool though. Like the cartoon intro, you right. don't get a lot of those, and I liked it. Right, and and it's like a almost like a full self-contained miniature movie. Yeah, it goes on for a while. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's like a total. Uh, I don't know what do they call the the beginning of like a symphony that. An overture. The, an overture. Yeah, duh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that can overture the film. Right. Um, and yeah, it was good. Can you imagine a movie? made today taking its time that way like like having this much uh, mm. i mean you know when, when so much of what we see <laughs> now in cinema is of course either superhero based or they're they or it's just obvious like you know oscar season uh yeah whatever you call it um like th- this one i i really appreciate about all of disney's films from this pe- period as but this one in particular which is my favorite mm-hmm. that they really take their time um, and there's real craftsmanship and filmmaking behind yeah. what we see here. Yeah. Uh, spe- spe- specifically, of course, this cart, this claymation opening that like any executive today would immediately nix. Like, no, that's a waste <laughs> of time and money and we're not doing that. Yeah. Let's get right into it. Come exactly. on. Exactly. Yes. I cannot imagine David Zaslov green lighting, you know, something like this. And, yeah. you know, and, it, and it's and it's really sucks because I, I know that Uncle Walt was not the best person. I, I, I know that. <laughs> Trust me. I know too well that this guy was a this you know had a lot of demons yeah he was a real piece of shit behind the scenes but like uh what can i tell you about like disney's magic i mean this is this is what like it's on full display in this movie yeah it definitely is um and after the credits we get we start out at summer camp you know uh sharon has just arrived Mm -hmm. you know she's ready to go she's from boston right yes she's kind of uh she's maureen o'hara's kid and then Susie is also there, and she's from the she's with the father out in California, right? Uh, 
who's Brian Keith is yes. the father. Brian Keith is he's, Mitch. He's great. I like him. Yeah, Brian um, Keith, a real screen presence. Actually. He looks like John Wayne almost. Yeah. I was like, holy fuck, I'm I'm gonna watch the Quiet Man Part Two. I know. I know. <laughs> like, yeah, we see insane. him with Marino Harris. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, was like, I know. Holy crap, man. I know. It's because he's like he he does look like John Wayne, and he's that, out like, ranching and stuff. He's a total grit lord. Yeah. You know, I mean, just like tan and leathery and uh-huh. and and rugged and handsome. Oh yeah. You yeah. know. Yep, he's wearing those Wranglers. And, oh my God, uh, Levi's, whatever I, he's got. I got on. a lot to say about Brian Keith's wardrobe in this movie <laughs> because holy shit, is it amazing! It's awesome. Oh my gosh, it's it's just, you know, man. There, 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 there's one there's one outfit in particular where, like, at the end when he comes to dinner dressed like Arnold Palmer, yeah. I was like, I want that suit, man. <laughs> that outfit with the with the smart uh, yeah, sweater he, he and just got all done up. Yes. Oh yeah, looking good. Yes, man. Damn. The, the yeah. only my only uh, issue with, with his with his wardrobe is like when he the the stuff that he wears to go horseback riding. Yeah. That like smart dark gray. Uh, <laughs> uh, Western shirt, uh-huh. he pulls his pants up way too high, and like it just looks awkward. Yeah, but, but it's okay. I guess it was the style at the time. Yeah, I exactly. It worked then. I don't know. Maybe it's like a cowboy secret. I don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anyway, we're at summer camp, and the girls meet each other, and they don't like each other. Right, right off the bat, there, there's, there's real tension there because, like, I don't, and it, and it's weird for me because. If I went to summer camp when I was 13 years old and I saw someone who was my exact doppelganger, yeah. my first instinct wouldn't be to hate them. I mean, I would probably want to become friends. And, yeah. and Sharon's instinct is that. Right. You know, yeah. like she is, she's trying to make nice. She's it's, more polite. It's, Susan is the one who's really hostile. Right. Well, if you look at the worlds they come from, like... Sharon comes from this kind of highfalutin society. Yes. And Henry James is Boston. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Susie comes from this like rugged cowboy life, even right. though their house is just as fancy and rich as the Boston family. I mean, it's, it's as like impenetrable to, uh, to the, you know, like peasants as, as yeah. the Boston one is. Exactly. Yeah. So Susie's more of this rough and tumble type girl. Right. Than, than Sharon is. Right. Uh, and yeah. their gangs are are dude. Like, <laughs> I was gonna tell like one of my first notes is in here is like I love the gangs. I know, <laughs> like they each have their own little gang of three, uh-huh. and they're like just going at each other. I know, and it's like the sharks and the jets. It is total jets and sharks like <laughs> like uh, motif here because like the even like Sharon's uh, Betty and Ur- Betsy and Ursula, they uh-huh. they they're kind of um, I don't know they're they're more traditionally uh, like. Like girls in 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 junior high, yeah. you know. While while uh, Susan's gang, they're they're into like canoeing and outdoor yeah. stuff, and they're they're uh, I don't know, a little more fierce, and which makes sense. Confrontational. That's where they, the environment they grow up in yeah, is more sure. like that, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything yeah. is everything's reflected in this, and you know th- this this first meeting where where they they kind of stare at each other. Um, they go to their respective tables in the mess hall, and there's this. Uh, uh, we, we we meet the uh, the the leader of the camp, Miss Inch. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> her and her and Miss Gruniker. Uh, Miss Gruniker is played by Nancy Culp, who was in Beverly Hillbillies, mm-hmm. and I, I've always liked her. She just she's a real welcome presence mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, and they have this uh, <laughs> this announcement that's made. Um, Frank Duvall, the actor Frank Duvall, who was actually the composer of the Brady Bunch theme mm. and other music on on the show. Um, he comes to he he's Chief Eagle Cloud. Um, from the Thunderhead Boys Camp across the lake, uh-huh. and they're gonna make an announcement that they're gonna have a dance. And I've been wanting to talk about Trooper Stafford for 
I've spent decades trying to appreciate the appeal of this little stiff, and <laughs> he still has not won me over. Um, it's the kid that stands at Trooper Stafford, attention! Yeah, he brings one of his, like, boy campers with exactly. him, you know, to make an announcement. And the girls go nuts. Oh, they go gaga. Kid. He I stands mean, up, and they're all like, <gasps> I know. And what are they seeing? I don't know. He's a dream. Is he a dream? Apparently. This little bro cream fuck made of entirely right angles? I mean, I don't I don't know what the he's These girls have been on fire for months. They I haven't guess seen so. a boy so. in months. I know. You're right. And this rectangular They'll kid take walks Uncle in. Fester. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> That's true. I guess I guess he measures up. <laughs> But yeah, um, they announced that they're going to have a boy, dance. I guess, right? He's I, like a, a good looking little kid, right? I, no, I he's don't not think ugly, I, is he? I mean, he's not ugly, but, okay. but I just, I, I don't know why they would go nuts for him the way they would for like, you know, uh, Ricky Nelson. You know, like they, they, they literally like scream when they make the announcement that a dance <laughs> is coming. And I'm like, what? girls, th- th- this kid's nothing, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're jealous, Dave. I, I trust me. I, I I've examined that myself, and that's okay. not it. Okay. I wish they would have brought in a legit hunk, is what I'm saying. You know? Oh, okay, like a real looker. Exactly. Okay. Yes. I mean, they, Fabian was around. Tab Hunter. You had all these options. I don't you know, know. I guess it's Disney. They got to tone it down a bit. I guess you so. Know, it can't right. be too sexy. I, you know? I guess that's true. Yeah. Can't be too sexy. That <laughs> can't be too sexy. <laughs> but, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so throughout the whole camping experience, they pull all these pranks on each other, which is awesome. Man, they, like, coat each other's cabin with, like, string and honey and, like, leaves and shit. And I, 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 I mean, dude, what... I, 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 canoes I, I, and things. I, I'm glad yeah. you brought this up. Yeah. I mean, what Susan's gang does to Sharon's tent is, like, <laughs> nuclear revenge. It is, yeah. I mean, when all they did was tip over a canoe, <laughs> um, it's like, you guys fell in a lake... And got your uniforms wet. And our payback is to like plant booby traps <laughs> in your cabin, spread honey and chocolate syrup and toothpaste all over you and in the process, ruining all your possessions and where you sleep. Yes, because you, you can't go to the dance unless your cabin is neat and tidy. So now they can't go to the dance. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> It's amazing too that like Miss Inch and Miss Gruniker don't immediately know that the exactly. a prank has been I was pulled. just about to say okay, that. Yeah, no one does this to their cabin. No, this is obviously <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know they weren't just sitting there one day, be like, you know what would be cool? Let's p- rig the entire thing with booby traps and cover our own bodies in honey in the middle of the woods. An incident has clearly happened yes, here. This has been an attack, right? <laughs> Instead, it's just like I guess Miss Inch thinks that like you know the uh, the like you said these girls yeah. did this to themselves. Yes, which is I mean man yeah she's pretty <laughs> dense and oh, and I'm disappointed man. in Miss Gruniker for not stepping up and going oh well obviously Susan's gang did this right. and we should be punishing them exactly right she knows she's got all these gangs running around right she's gotta <laughs> exactly, know exactly right? it's like the warriors at this camp exactly dude <laughs> Sharon come out and play. <laughs> Yeah, it's insane here. Susan is Luther. Then, right. She's clanging Coke bottles exactly. together. Oh, that rules. She, uh, so she gets her revenge at the dance, right? Because Susie's talking to this hunk, right? To, the, to this Stafford. Like, this like five out of ten hunk, Yes, right? exactly. This fucking Ohio five. <laughs> so they come out and they're talking on the balcony, you know, uh, like teenage <laughs> dance participants would i guess yes. 
But like Sharon and her gang are down below and they've got scissors. So they cut the back of Susie's dress off and her, she just ass hanging out. It, you know? Again, an amazing, like the levels it's that they go to this prank, prank. Because they're passing the scissors to each other to get the other side. Like, yeah. And, and whoever, like, so you see like the one side get cut. And then the next side gets cut, and then someone has to go and, and like they cross. The, yeah. They have to cross. I mean, like to to do that without alerting the uh, the mark. I mean, I mean, she's so enraptured with this hunky guy. Yes, exactly. This. <laughs> oh my god, I I, I cannot get a, around this fucking mannequin who they're trying to pass off yeah. as sexy. This I, guy's you know. like advertising Red Rider BB guns. <laughs> yes, exactly, dude. Um, and then so now Susie gets in trouble, right? Because someone cut her ass out. Why would you do this, Susie? This is your fault. I'm Miss Inch, and I'm dense as fuck. <laughs> and then <laughs> Susan goes over and, like, confronts Sharon. And yeah. They oh. have this this ultra fight. You know, it's like Mr. and Mrs. Oh, Smith. Yeah, it's not like they're hiding. They come out, and they're, like, standing there, like, uh-huh. now we got you. Yeah. Sharon like defiantly, yep. stand, yeah, stay out of our tent from now on. <laughs> well, okay, good on you. And, uh, like, man, there's a couple times where someone gets slapped in this movie. Yeah, I know. There's and, a lot of smacks. And like <laughs> the the foley work on the on these slaps. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like really effect it's cartoonish, but it's really effective. I mean, uh-huh. it's like I don't know if they use the snare drum or like they just slap two stakes together, like meat slammers. Yeah. But it really like it's it's on the soundtrack, like bam, you know? And yeah. It, oof. Yeah, it sounds like a fake slap sound, but it sounds good. Exactly. Like yeah, it, it's <laughs> awesome. So yeah, they slap each other and they start fighting in the middle of this dance. Yes. And <laughs> After, like, destroying the place, Miss Inch grabs him and she says, this is the most disgusting display of hooliganism we have ever had. (laughs) That Miss Inch's speech about hooliganism, like, it's just legendary for me. Yes. Um, It's it's one that my family has quoted over and over again. I've been quoting it to my wife, who's never, who never even watched the movie. But just the idea of, like, you know, yeah, yeah, that was the most vulgar disgusting display of hooliganism we've ever had and then i love miss gruniker like coming in rolling like hooligans in front of our guests like and the the punishment that that miss inch is going to give them for ruining this dance is they now have to go to the isolation tent uh they have to leave their gangs um And it's and it's away from the other campers. I mean, it's like it's like as as good as as good as life can get in a summer camp is is like having the place to yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, and apparently it's still close enough that they can you know like it, it's weird because when they lead them on the march to get there, it's like a uh, like bridge on the river Kwai. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and they like we're led to believe it takes a long time to get there, but then when when they're eventually left. Uh, we, we see that we can hear all the other campers at some point. So yeah. I, I don't know if they just walked around the perimeter or whatever, but yeah. Right. It feels like a, a huge, they're isolated, like yes. miles away. I know, miles away. No, they're away. not. They're no. maybe like around the corner. I know, you exactly. Know? Right. That's not how it looks. <laughs> <laughs> and Miss Inch, man, I mean, like, obviously we've established that she is really none too swift, but also she is running this camp like with an iron fist. Oh, yeah. I mean, like if, I can't imagine that like the kids who are sent to these summer camps it's probably a pretty fancy price. So they are expected yeah. to like be given a service. And if, if my kid came home and they told me that like, Oh, well, Miss Inch made me go in with this other kid for like five, for the last five weeks. And we didn't get to talk to anybody. I'd be, <laughs> I mean, I'd be throwing a fit. Yeah. That's, that's pretty extreme. Exactly. Yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Miss Inch is crazy, I she guess. Is. Yeah. Miss um, Inch is. <laughs> right. No wonder. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. She's just a little bit nuts. She's got to be. She's a tyrant. Yeah, she is. Um, She gets off on this power, I guess. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and she uh, really, I mean, the, like secretly, she, she is the propulsive element of the film. Right. Yeah. Because now they're together and they have to work out their differences. And this is where, you know, they discover their sisters. You right. Know? And it's pretty great how they figure it out because they're at first they're ignoring each other. They're they're you know like uh, they're in the isolation tent together, and they also have to take their meals together, and they can only like do activities with one another. Right. And the way they figure it out is eventually like they're they're trying to ignore one another like on a rainy day, and uh, a breeze blows in of uh, strong wind, and like it like ruins a bunch of the the pinups that Susan is putting up. Yeah. Of Ricky Nelson. All these and... five out of ten guys. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, these are actual. These are actual lookers yeah, from are, the time. Yeah, yes, I know. exactly. <laughs> um, and, you know, like uh, Sharon helps her out and they get to talking. And I want to I want to make special mention of something because like this, this conversation, they're kind of getting to know each other at some at, yeah. in this era, in this uh, time. And um, they Susan, number one, has she brings I didn't occur to me until this viewing the weirdness of her bringing a full photo album with her to summer camp. Because she gives it to Sharon to like say, hey, we have this ranch out in Carmel. You want to see it? Yeah. And it, it, it's like it's like something you'd have on your coffee table. And she brought it with her to summer camp. Um, yeah. That's a, that's a, a strange thing. I didn't think about me. that, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe a couple photos, but not the whole exactly. book. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's a weird thing. <laughs> and this has been a running joke of ours for many years. Okay. Um, it's the trope in which a movie tries to pass off studio publicity stills as a character's family <laughs> photos. Um, and of every example we've run across, I nominate this one as our masterpiece. Okay. Okay. Because we first get the brooding headshot of Brian Keith <laughs> majestically smoking a cigarette with Susan exclaiming, Oh, that's my dad. Isn't he dreamy? <laughs> Which is a gross thing. Scary line. Um, and it's volleyed back while we're still reeling from that one with Sharon pulls the same stunt. She gets out this glossy eight by 10 that's in a circular frame. And it's like the most angsty picture of Maureen O'Hara uh-huh. I've ever seen. And like they're, they're showing these as like, you know, this is my mother and this is my father, but we're looking at it going, Oh my God, this is just like from <laughs> their agency. Like we, this is where we got yes, these pictures. Yes. You got to cut the budget has some room. They, they need to save Dave. Just, <laughs> right. We can't take a new photograph. I, it's amazing. Why couldn't you just snap a picture? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I don't know. It's it, it's always it's never bothered me. It's always uh-huh. it's it's something that I I really cherish actually. Yeah. Is is this, this stuff in older movies? Right. And and but this is how they know for yeah. sure because uh, Susan has seen this a photo of her mother before. Right. And so when she sees this, she's like, "Why do you have a photo of my mom?" Yeah. You know. And Sharon goes, "But it's my mom." Mm. Dun, dun dun dun. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. You don't really get that, but right. But, <laughs> but it's, it's essentially that. Now they know it. Um, the score for this film is is much uh, less dun 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 yeah. than that. It's it's actually kind of um, it's whimsical. It is whimsical, and it's kind of ever present too. There's yeah. a lot of it. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of background music, even so much to where like you know when a character like you know uh, just does a gesture, the mm-hmm. music goes along with the gesture. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah. It, it's it's really I I like it's that really kind of like stuff. Leave it to Beaver type soundtrack. Very much. Yeah. Yes. Which it's good. I like it. Suits the movie. Yes. For, it's actually really good with it. Yeah, and, um, and for the time, it, it really fits. 
And so they both say golly sisters or something like that. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And like this. So there's such this like PG mentality of marriage and life that this movie has. Well, they never got married again. They must secretly love each other, you know, just, and we have to save it. Like, which I don't mind. It's fine for the movie, but it's such not real life, you know? No, it's not. (laughs) And it, 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 it actually kind of shaped my thoughts too when I was a kid about like how what divorce was and how it works. Right. Yeah. I, I thought that okay, so a divorced couple, um, if you get them together, you can like rekindle their romance. Right. Yeah. You know? All they have to do is see each other, and then now they're married again. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't know how final divorces were. You know <laughs> how legal they are. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. Um. And you know. And they're they're still young enough that they would think this way. Yeah. And, and and they're also, of course, I mean, when you're the kid in the who's been affected by the divorce, you're going to have a special, you know, uh, interest in in seeing it, uh, seeing things things get fixed. Right. You Especially know? in a situation like this, you know, you're separated at birth. You yeah. don't even know you have a twin sister. I know. And you've never really met your other parent. Right. Like that's tough stuff, man. And I like that this movie treats that with the gravity it deserves. You know, like I agree. Because like from from then, from the from the moment of recognition until they leave camp, it's all they talk about. It just dominates all their thoughts. It would be. You know? It would be. Yep. And I love this scene. They come up with a plan. Yeah. Their plan is to switch places. Right. And I love how it's done in the movie. It's just like it seems so fun and perfect. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, we're going to switch. No one's even going to fucking know, man. (laughs) And then we're going to get them back together. But they realize, they're like, once they realize we've switched, because eventually they will, because, you know, our our mannerisms are so different. Like, it's going to be obvious after the initial, you know, couple days or something. Yeah. They're going to have to get back together to swap us. (laughs) Yes. That's their plan, dude. It's, it's their way to get them together so that they have to face, you know, like have yeah. a confrontation. And they spend the rest of camp training each other to behave like each other. And this, this, the training montage in Parent <laughs> yeah. Trap, you know, it's unlike any I've ever, any, anything else I've ever seen because we don't need exercising, but we, we, we have to figure out like, um, like Sharon has to tell her, she has to tell Susan, you know, mm-hmm. obviously like where, where everything is in their house. And then Susan has to do likewise. Right. The name of the dog. This is the name of our maid. The exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. And then um, Sharon also has to teach Susan about like being, uh, you know, uh, kind of an upper crust Boston. This is this is when Haley Mills really shines in the movie. Yeah. It's like she legitimately creates two completely different characters. She really does. You know, you it's always great. know which one is Susan and which one's Sharon um, before yeah. the end. Except part, the, except when they don't want exactly. you to know. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she really does a great job. Yeah. And the whole like Kant, Shant, aunt, you mm-hmm. know, like. And when when she when Susan has to play Sharon for Miss Inch and says you know like it's one of my favorite lines I shan't tell my aunt about the aunts or uh, ants nor the debutantes shall I I mean it's yeah, great. fucking great you know <laughs> and Miss Inch is kind of just like uh. I know she has just know what to do <laughs> yes it's awesome yep um so they the, they leave camp right right and we we first end up back in Boston where Susie is now. In Boston, when Playing she Sharon. should be in California. Right. <laughs> She's now Sharon. And we've talked about how they deal with these like heavy subjects. Um, and from the get-go, when she meets her mom, her grandpa, things like this, she gets all teared up. 
Yeah. You know, it's the first time she's met her real family ever. Right. And they're all like, well, what's wrong, honey? And she's like, I'm just so happy to see you guys, which is the truth. But she still has to hide the truth from them. But she's still trying to express this emotion. She can't even contain it. She can't. She can barely stay in character because of these emotions she's feeling. And it's it's just a wonderful scene. I agree, it's man. It's so awesome. Yeah. And they treat it the same way with the other kid and yeah. the father. Like, oh. <laughs> and and later when the parents find out, the way they react is so appropriate. Like, yes. It could have been a huge angry blowout. Right. But it's just filled with love and acceptance Oh, it's awesome. I love how it's displayed in that. I mean, and it's so crazy. It's so weird, too, that you... So you're seeing this movie for the first time as a full-grown adult. Yeah. And you're noticing that stuff. Yeah. Like, like how effective it is in that, like, yeah, um, Susan, in this moment, is meeting her mother and a different set of grandparents for the first time. And, like, Haley Mills is acting appropriately. Yeah, she mm-hmm. she's overcome with emotion, and she almost blows it. This kid is being a kid. Yeah. And is allowed to be one for mm-hmm. the story, which is just so cool. And like you said about the other interaction when they when the whole thing, you know, actually does yeah. when the confrontation does happen, I love Brian Keith's uh reaction mm-hmm. to realizing that Sharon was the one he had the whole time. Yeah. Um he's he's like so sweet about it and he's just like yeah. so happy and it's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It it's really good stuff. Um and then we see in California, she's there too, and you know the whole thing's going down there. Yeah. She's a little teared up and stuff right. too, meeting her father for the first time, things like that. Um, but here's where we we meet the conflict, another conflict in the story. Uh, her dad is going to get married now, right. to this other woman, right? That um, her name's Vicky. Yes. That uh, they didn't know would be thrown into this plan they had. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was that was the uh, the uh, the wild card that they didn't anticipate. Yeah. Yeah. And Vicky is played by Joanna Barnes, who, um, like, made a career out of playing this part. Uh-huh. Like, she's always, you know, <laughs> like, kind of a hateful uh, other woman type. Yes. Um, I remember in Spartacus, it, we, we did an episode on Spartacus way, way back in the day. And she's one of the ladies who um, is at the gladiator fight to be entertained. And, like, uh, Kirk Douglas and Woody Strode have to fight in, uh-huh. in front of her, you know, for, for her pleasure. Yeah. And... It's weird because she has the exact same hairdo in that that she has here. Like <laughs> she does. Yeah, like in ancient Rome they she wet does. set her hair. I mean, it's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, she walks out with a beehive, you know. <laughs> it's so messed up, dude. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, um, yeah, this is, it's from the west. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, from, that's right. <laughs> Across yeah, this, the sea that Tus- no one knew you could. This is a Tuscan hairdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh man. Oh yeah. So now, now we've got another um, another problem to deal with here. Yeah. We can't just get our parents back together. We got this other woman here. <laughs> yeah. And and before they before they meet Vicky, there was another um, like kind of one of my favorite parts is where on the drive back from the airport with Mitch and and uh, Sharon playing Susan, um, like. Sharon almost gives it up. Like she, yeah. she says, she says, you know, my own father. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she sounds like Queen Amidala. Yeah. When, right. when she talks and, uh, and, and like Mitch calls it out. He goes, my, your, your own father. And, and, yeah. and she's like, Oh, excuse my own father. You know, she yeah. has to like correct herself. Yeah. It's a great moment. Yeah, it is. And she could just play it off. Like, Oh, at camp we would used to say we were playing yes, around and we yes. would use that, do that. And, I mean, she, she's got reasons to cover, right? Your kids come home from camp. They're going to do some weird shit. You hadn't I, seen before. It always happens. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I never, have you been to summer camp? I never did a summer camp. No, 
not like this. Um, we we had a uh, we had a week long uh, thing at like Mennonite Church. Okay, where where you just you know, but it was never. I mean, the idea of being away for two months like this. Yeah, I right. Mean, good Lord, and I, I can't imagine what that costs. I don't know, but yeah. they obviously can afford it. Yeah. So they well clearly yes they, these these are some quite wealthy people we see in this film. <laughs> of course, because that's the way life was for normal people. I mean, right? dude, they, that, that's everyone the lived like that, right? I, that is the that is what they sold you in the in cinema at that time. Yep. That you know, you know divorce you can it's no big deal. Yep. You just get back together when you, you just feel like unplug it. it you know? No problem. Yeah. We we all live at Pebble Your separation Beach. at birth. You just get together later. It's sure. Fine. Yeah. You it's know? all good, everybody. <laughs> And we're all white. This PG version, yes, yes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, where were we? Where we meet Vicky, right? Yeah, Vicky. And is it here gets now. contentious between Susan and Vicky right well, away. Sharon, in this case, because yes. she's playing Susan, right? And and they like get into each other's face almost, right? Like well, it, at it, one point, it's, they're 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 barely holding back. Yeah, you know, like hostility, and <laughs> you know, like like they're they're still on polite terms at this moment. Yeah, but, yeah. Like Vicky knows that like that Susan slash like, Sharon yeah. doesn't like me and is going to try yeah. to break this up. Um, and and the father like says, "Hey, I need to talk to you about something." To, yeah. to Susan. And says, "You know, we're going we're thinking of getting uh letting her join the family." I think is what he says. And her response is, "Oh, I've always wanted a sister." Oh man, because she's all, she's probably half the age of Brian Keith, right? Yes, yes, she is. <laughs> Which you know what? That was normal too, of right? This it is was. how life is. You always marry someone half your age. That's if what they you're, taught uh, you, uh, movie executive, right? Naturally, yeah. yeah. If you got money, especially, yeah, um, yeah. And and that's a great response because I didn't <laughs> expect her to say that, but <laughs> she says it, and yeah, she's saying it to like dig into him, like yeah, yeah this young. Bitch. Yeah. No. <laughs> I looked it up and like, so Brian Keith was 40 when they made this movie okay. and Joanna Barnes was 27. So okay. it's, it's not almost appropriate. That's not too bad, but it's still not great. You know? Well, how old are the characters though? I, I don't know. Oh, I imagine about the same. Yeah. And, okay. and cause I mean like when, if, if someone's 40 years old and they're dating a 27 year old, mm-hmm. then uh, like the ex, the, the ex-wife is going to like make the child bride comments, which Maureen O'Hara exactly. does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and the, I, I love too the, um, like before we had that confrontation of the, of the, you know, uh, uh, I, I, I want, are you going to adopt Vicky? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they have this, this meeting where like we, we see that like, uh, Vicky's motives are fully what we didn't want which money was, exactly yeah. she, she's like her mother says think of california and that wonderful community property law and just smile pet mm-hmm. it's it's gross it's yeah. like there is obviously like you know this person is a gold digger and they're just after the money yep know? yep and uh vicky is telling susan like well i've waited my whole life to meet someone like him mm-hmm. you know not to not talking about love, talking about money. Really. <laughs> yes, That's she not, plays it as yeah, as yeah, she you know. Plays it as love, right? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone who's uh, who's rough edged but quick to laugh, and they th- they're threatening each other and stuff. And I I love it. like they're by the the lake and like they're saying like things to each other like. Like, uh, don't play with the big girl. You're in over your head oh, and yeah. stuff like and, that. And that's, and that's yeah. the, that confrontation is when they're in the, that's like, it's the one that's in the living room. The one by the oh, lake okay. that, is when they first meet. Okay. Yeah. And they're, yeah. they're like just kind of trying to be polite, but they're obviously like, you know, just, right. like, you know, they're, <laughs> they want to say some vicious shit to each other, but they don't. Yep. And yeah, when she says, don't play with the big girls, honey, and all that stuff. And I love, you know, Sharon's response of, you want to bet? Yeah. You know? That. 
Yeah, that got me. That got me cheering. I uh-huh. was like, "Yeah, exactly." Because I mean, honestly, we know yeah. what like Sharon and Susan are capable of. Yes, um, they've already committed some kind of crime. Exactly, <laughs> they, they are little sociopaths, and you know, <laughs> and yes. Vicky doesn't know what she's up against. Yes, these are evil twins. <laughs> That would be a twist, wouldn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah, if there were a couple of bad seeds. Yeah. Ooh, man. Yes, I know. Pushing people downstairs and stuff. (laughs) Like, dude. Bad seed, that's great. Yeah, Swinging on that swing. Dude. Dude. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So now she has to warn, or Susie. In New in Boston, yeah, has to warn the other twin. I can't. I'm not gonna get their names straight here because they're switched. So right, right. She calls the other one, says, "Hey, uh, this is going down. This isn't good." So they, they set up a secret phone call. She sends a telegram to her and is like, "Alexander Graham, three a.m." You know, <laughs> and the parents are like, in Boston, and the grandfather and the mom, they're like, "What? What the heck does this mean?" <laughs> And she's like, oh, it's just my friend from camp or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, she says that she she attributes it to a, a girl she met at camp named Bertha Waterbury. <laughs> Sensational girl, she yeah. says. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it just it means that uh, that she was crazy about this boy, Alexander, and he took her on an, an important date until 3 a.m. Uh-huh. And the grandmother is having none of it. Oh, no. Um, and like, I, I love the the when, when you you. You look at at, uh, Susan's face here, and we're as lost as she is. She has to decode this telegram and understand that it's because Sharon is going to call her from from Monterey at 3 Mm a.m. and be ready for it. Yep. Um, And this is when the the cover is torn off. Yeah. uh, Because... Grandpa is eavesdropping on the conversation. Oh, yeah. He's wise to the situation. Exactly. He's pulling a J. Edgar Hoover and, like, you know, invading yes. uh, Susan's privacy. Yes, he is. Um, and, you know, I, I guess he has some rights because he is, in some ways, I guess, her one of her legal guardians. Yeah. Um, he and needs she's to know what's up. Sure. Like, why is my teenage daughter getting a call at three in the morning? Right. I'm going to listen to this, and I hope I don't hear something I don't want to hear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a dangerous situation, Grandpa. Right. But he listens in right. and finds out what's going on. And he's friendly to their cause, too. He is. She leaves the room and sees him sitting there or whatever on the right. stairs. And he tells her, hey, you know, I know what's going on. I heard. Mm-hmm. And he's accepting of it. Like I said, the, the way the parents and the adults all react, I love it. It's all loving and caring. Yes. And understanding. If there was anybody in that house who she could tell about it, it's mm-hmm. Grandpa. Yeah. And the same thing happened earlier with Sharon out in California with Verbena, the the house the housekeeper. Yeah. Um. You know, she says, "I I have to tell somebody." Yeah. She gets um, in on it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> because like Verbena knows right away, kind of that like something is amiss. You know, this woman talks so much. Like, how can she keep this a secret? It's exactly. Well, that, that, that's 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 a good point. Um, and it's also cool because. Una Merkel, it, it doesn't fit with the rest of the movie, but I still love it. It's uh-huh. when like uh, the, the music soars when Sharon goes, do you mean Sharon? Uh-huh. And, and Verbena goes, oh, and she comes to the, like, she comes <laughs> racing toward the camera and in the most intense line reading of all, she goes, where did you hear about her? <laughs> I mean, it is like, you know, it is in another movie. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really love it, but like, because that's just how Una Merkel was in all of her performances. Yeah, yeah. But like, man, it is like this moment of just like scary intensity in an otherwise, you know, like kind yeah. of whimsical film. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Dude, you, well said, David. It's perfect. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, it's great. <sighs> 
But yeah, this yeah. is when Susan, um, after like she's revealed that you know to Grandpa what's going on. Grandpa encouraged her to like you know. Uh, Let's tell mother. Let's tell let's mother. Tell yeah. grandma. Yes. And God, it's dude. I like literally was about to tear up here because mm-hmm. she says she says to her mom, like, I wonder if you can love me as me and not as Sharon. Oh, like man. how that's like heartbreaking that's to hear. Beautiful. I know. Um, and Maureen O'Hara is like, fuck yeah, I can. Yeah. Like right away. Yeah. Yep. And she, she even says, mad. like, I'm not going to lose you now. Right. Which is awesome. It's so What does cool. that mean, though? You're going to try to get full custody? Turns out they're going to try to do a six-month thing later, yes. which the kids have talked about that they hate. Right. So, right. Uh, and they don't want that to happen. They got to get remarried, dude. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and they don't want to, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's. It's not a bad life to like, you know, okay, so now I've met my my, my twin and, and we're becoming great friends and, you know, we're excited to like be with each other. And mm-hmm. the parents have like decided, well, we're not going to have you separated anymore, but you're going to be bi-coastal now. Yeah. It sounds like a decent arrangement. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously, ideally, you would like to all be living you know, right in this palatial ranch in California, you exactly, know? or in Boston. I yeah. don't. Where would they live? That's what I want to know. I, I think they'd probably go to California. You okay, know? I, I just feel like that would be the, the the ideal place because I mean, like, I don't think Mitch is ever going to be able to like you know fit into Boston the upper upper high crust society. Probably not. Um, and where it, did they meet? Did did they say that at any well, point? They said I can't that remember. they're like like um. Maggie um, explains that their first date was in a in a yeah. an Italian That's restaurant. That's O'Hara. In, yes, yeah, in New York. Yeah. So I don't know, like, if maybe they were both in New York at the time, on business, just on or, business or, or vacation or whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it's hard to figure out exactly how they came across and yeah. and like, did they live in Boston when they when they were together? I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, no, actually, uh, they lived in California because. Like at the end, he says something about like finding bobby pins in his tackle box. Okay. So that must mean that they were in California together. And then, you know, Maggie moved back to Boston to be with her parents. Okay. Yeah. After they split, maybe yes. they, she's like, I'm just going to stay here in this like gigantic home that we have. I mean, this, this, yeah. this like, like really, uh, Obviously, it's a very expensive manse. And one point, yeah. they, they say something about like, you know, make sure that like when they're doing the, the concert, they're giving concerts in this house. Like there's, there's music, there, <laughs> yes. there's like, you know, I mean, yes. co- people Susan's are visiting in the foyer yes. looking into the, the sitting room, right, you know, and right. they're talking about where they're going to put the grand pianos. Exactly. Yes. Like they're just bringing them in. Right. <laughs> and there's going to be a bunch of people like coming over to like watch this, 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 uh, you know, yeah. recital. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. This is, this is the life. Exactly. This is fancy living. <laughs> um, so, uh, the, the jig is up, right? right? At least in Boston. Yes, in Boston, they, they know so the So the truth. plan is, we're going to go to California, and we're going to figure this situation out. Right. And the grandfather, I love it. He keeps, like, saying these side comments to Maureen O'Hara, like, yes. about how how outdated she is. I know. She needs some new clothes. She needs a new haircut. <laughs> You're going to get to California, and you need to be as sexy as you can, <laughs> is basically what he's saying. And he's doing it yeah. at the behest of Susan. Yeah, it's um, these backhanded comments, right, too. Right, When When they decide that they're going to go shopping in New York for a few days, because that, that's, yeah. that's what he that's what she says. She yeah. like, takes Grandpa's you know, advice, essentially. Yeah. Um, w- when, when we see Maureen O'Hara, then when we get to California, like she looks completely different. I mean, it's very, it's like a stark difference oh, yeah. from what we saw. Uh, like, yeah, definitely. Um, her hair, it's not just that she has a different hairdo. Like there, there's something, uh-huh. there's something different about her whole character. Yeah. And this is when I really like Maureen O'Hara's performance in the movie because she's funny. 
Um, she's very charming. Yeah. Um, and she kind of like dominates the rest of the film. You can see why. Uh, what what's the dad's name? I can't remember the character's name. Oh, Mitch. Mitch. Yeah. Mitch, Mitch and Maggie. Yeah. You can see why Mitch fell for her. Absolutely. Obviously. Exactly. I mean. It's Maureen O'Hara. Come on. I know. I mean, uh, yeah, that, there's well, that. And there's a great, he, when, when it all kind of comes to a head and Vicky finds out and everything, like Mitch is telling Vicky like, well, she's, she's like old and matronly, you know, and like all this. And then she walks down the steps and it's fucking Maureen O'Hara <laughs> in, in a new dress. I Come know, on. Like, she's like fully like red <laughs> yeah. carpet. Maureen yeah, O'Hara. dude. I mean, it's like, it's just, I mean, fully like a Which movie is the, star. The, the, the like joke right there. That's yes. the joke. She comes down and it's the total opposite of what yes. he said. Like she's it, really, here comes know, this babe. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. And and the, the way they meet to like uh they're the, now Susan and Maggie are at the, the California house yes. and Mitch doesn't know they're there. Right. And Vicky and her mother and the the uh the, the preacher. Priest. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're coming over to like plan the wedding. Um and the priest is played by Leo G. Carroll uh from Tarantula. Yeah. And Ooh. um they're they're plan- They're doing all this planning, and everything, and like Maggie wants to see Vicky, so Susan takes her down there, uh-huh. and she just like reveals herself to Mitch a couple different times, uh-huh. just like kind of peeks around a tree, yeah, and like Mitch There's- is like, "What the fuck?" And he he like keeps falling. <laughs> he, he stumbles into he stumbles- the lake. <laughs> exactly, he falls in the lake, and that's what brings him into the house to like check what- what's actually going on. And this is when they have their confrontation, and they're j- at first they're just kind of like. Well, how's it going? Yeah, uh, you yeah, you look uh, okay. And then yeah, and then yeah. they sh- immediately just like right then they start fighting. Yep. Like just they pick up right where they left off before they before they got divorced. Yep. Yep. Right and, there. And the girls have to come in and stop it and, you know, yeah. essentially give up everything. And right before the this big reveal that they're all there like the confrontation, he like the the Girls are walking around the house and he keeps like bumping into them. Yes. Like individually and <laughs> he's kind of like Wait, weren't you just over there? I know. Like, didn't I say this in, in like, different it, clothes? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> um. So yeah. Now, now everybody knows what's up. The jig is up, and this is, again is where I said the adults are so appropriate. Yes. Because now Mitch knows what's going on, and he is just so happy right. to see Sharon. Right. He's so happy. I mean, his reaction to her of you know, she's like, "You're not mad, are you, Daddy?" He goes, "No, no, I'm not mad at all." You mm-hmm. know, and. Um, I mean, he is, he is so excited about this and, you know, uh, I really love that moment because like they, they both parents know that they, they can't obviously keep the girls apart anymore, you know, whatever they do here, they they have to make sure that they're together. Right. And, um, and they have to figure that out, which is, you know, they're adults. So they know that like, they can't just like bring their love back. I mean, cause the love is whatever love was there is, has been gone for a long time. Yeah. So like. Um, they have to come up with with like a a, a viable solution that that keeps the girls together. Yep, they've got to. Yep, um, which is tough, right? <laughs> right. And and this is a very funny scene of Maureen O'Hara and Brian Keith uh, for the for the rest of this um, like the next few minutes. Yeah, where they're like trying to figure out what to do. Um, and then they're also arguing about like whose fault the divorce was. Oh yeah, they're getting into it. Right, <laughs> and. This this punch from Maureen O'Hara, oh, yeah, where like she puts her fist up and the middle knuckle is protruding, and yeah. she gets him right in the eye. Yeah, like it's it's like when this this maneuver was called frogging when I was in high school. Frogging? Yes, like you you'd hit somebody like in the leg. You called it a frog. Oh, okay. You know? 
Um, I was about to say, if you punch someone in the head like that, you might break your finger. Well, but, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But if but if you hit them in the leg, like it just yeah. g- gives some extra momentum behind it. And she frogs <laughs> this guy in the eye. In the eye. So this her half her finger goes into his eye socket. Yes. <laughs> I guess if you hit the soft spot with that protrusion, yes. you're, you're, you won't hurt your finger. Exactly. Yes. It's a pretty good maneuver. Yeah. He's got this big shiner now. <laughs> he looks like the villager in Animal Crossing when you get stung by a wasp. Like, seriously, that's Holy what he looks shit. like, dude. Oh, my God. That's um, perfect. Yes. And the, the priest kind of walks in and sees all this, which yes. is awesome because he's just entertained, man. Oh, he man. He is ready to watch shit go down. Dude, he is like, this is the horniest performance Leo G. Carroll ever <laughs> gave, you know? And he is just like, because I mean, he's he's totally <laughs> smitten with Maureen O'Hara. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> and like... <laughs> I mean, because she's wearing, like, Mitch's bathrobe, and because she, yeah. she was in the shower. Oh, her bra is up in the bathroom. Exactly. Yeah. He discovered that and wondered, what if, <laughs> yeah. is this Susan's? And, like, Brian Keith is still soaking wet from, like, having been in the, you know, falling into the lake. Yeah. And he th- they're trying to explain the situation, and this is where Maureen O'Hara really starts to, to turn up the, uh, the hilarity of her performance. Yeah. Because her interactions with Leo G. Carroll, where she's being really flirty with him, um, just to kind of get on his good side, uh-huh. and, like... Leo G. Carroll, he finds her impossible to resist because mm-hmm. why wouldn't he? Yeah. You know? Um, and she's just like, you know, oh, don't you run away now? And he's like, oh, I'll be here, you know? And uh, like, <laughs> and yep. it, he's just, he's a great, like, Leo G. Carroll is actually a really good spice that's just kind of mixed into he the is, rest of yeah. the interactions in this, in this, like, back and forth. He's like sitting has. down, like, crossing his legs. Just <laughs> yes. ready. I'm watching the show. Exactly. Yep. Right. It's awesome. Yep. <laughs> Is he smoking too? No, he's no he not, gets a drink. He gets right? a drink. He yeah. has a, a double bourbon on the rocks. Yeah, he kind of whispers it to us. Yes. Like, <laughs> right. How about you, Father? You want a drink? And he's like, No. Well, oh, a double bourbon on the rocks. Like, yeah, I shouldn't, but yeah, give me this fucking hard thing. Exactly. I need it, man. Like you said, priest. All they did back in the day, dude, just sat around, drink, yeah. smoke. Yep. You know that. That's, hang out in a bar. Yes. Yeah. That that movies are so accurate. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but it is true. Like, movies influence people. Yeah, of they, course they impact do. you. Like, that's why it's important. Like, what we did last week, you know? Right. Watch important movies. Right. Um, watch this movie, too. This movie's awesome. Yeah, and under, and just, like, try to understand that, that like, what, what's what's being sold to you as reality is not reality. Mm-hmm. And then understand yeah. that, like, important cinema, like Judas and the Black Messiah, obviously, is that is, like, uh, much more a reflection of what's actually exactly. going on. Exactly, right. Know what, know what they're doing, people. Yes. Um, wise up. Right. So this is now where Vicky meets her, right? Vicky right. meets her and all that crap. Uh, we already talked about that. Yeah. Um, so the kids now plan a romantic dinner mm-hmm. and a, a show. What, did When you were a kid, did you guys do this kind of thing? So I, like, maybe like, not plan a huge date, but, like, you would put on a, a show for your parents or something? Um, I remember doing this. Okay, so I, the, there was one time where I did participate in a series of, of comedy sketches. Yes. Um, that my uncle, like, uh, camcorder, you know. Oh, do you have the footage? I, I don't know if he still has the footage. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, essentially, like, the I was, like... I was like Johnny Carson. Okay. And like my, my cousins and my, and my siblings were my guests and I was, you know, like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it, it, that kind of stuff. We, my buddies and I in high school, we made, uh, like a episode of Conan. Okay. Uh, my buddy was Conan. <laughs> I was a guest. I was John Denver. <laughs> Yeah, we filmed the whole thing <laughs> in my friend's basement, you know, with like the wood paneling and everything. Yeah, like, nice, yeah it was, dude. 
It was stupid. Uh, it was all unscripted too, so it was just like so dumb. <laughs> we need to unpack this a bit. Uh, I, I, got, uh, I, 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 when you said you were you were playing John Denver. Yeah, because we had a guitar in the basement, so that I was like, I'll be John Denver. <laughs> so I was carrying this guitar out. How did you settle on him? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. And I started talking about Rocky Mountains and stuff. Nice. That's <laughs> it was just I don't know. Oh wow. That's what we did. I don't I, remember anything else well, about it. But I wasn't prepared for this. That I think I think that it ended up in like a brawl. Because we were backyard wrestlers, <laughs> oh so of course God. we had to change it into some kind of fight. But so like John Denver started cutting a promo. I on think somebody? I started fighting Conan O'Brien. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't remember it though. I've. I, I got to try to find. We got to get our footage. hands on this footage. Yeah. Yes. It has to be surfaced. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Something should remain buried, Dave. Yeah. Oh, I like agree. our our yeah. sketch comedy from back in the day should probably yeah. stay hidden from everyone. I mean, once we actually see it, yeah, we'll, we'll go. <laughs> oh, this will never see the light of day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so they put on a dinner and a show for the parents. Yeah. Very well produced. Dude, you know? I mean, like, it's... And and this is another aspect of, like, the Haley Mills performance where she, like, legitimately creates two different characters. Yes. Even in the singing, mm-hmm. um, Sharon's singing voice sounds completely different than Susan's. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's so well done. Yeah. And, uh, like, this is another part of, obviously, this is where um, Sharon... Haley Mills was not under contract to Disney. Um, I couldn't find anything confirming that that was the case. It just felt that way because she starred in six of their movies. Yeah. And uh, and then later worked for them again on Good Morning, Miss Bliss, which would morph into Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. But like this one, um, like you can just tell, I, I, I can see executives watching this scene and going, we need to put this kid, you know, like. Oh, yeah. She's doing, you know, she's yes. doing it all. Exactly. Like she's going to the top. She's not really playing that guitar, but she's she's <laughs> yes, right. she's doing it somehow. Yeah. That acoustic guitar sounds awfully much. I mean, like like <laughs> she 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 strums it and it sounds like a Rickenbacker. She you know? is yeah. This is some of the worst fake guitar playing. <laughs> Her hand doesn't move once on the neck of this guitar. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't do a great job there. And at yeah. one point, like like Sharon gets up from the piano. And Verbena takes over, yeah. and the piano doesn't stop when no, the, no, when no, the exchange no. happens. It's pretty great. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> but like, so we haven't talked about it at all. But like, the technical aspects of this film, like filming the same actor twice, I know. like I know, that wasn't really done before, was it? I think most of the composite shots of the two twins are pretty seamless. Most of them are. You know? This is the only one where it's kind of noticeable when they're singing next to each other. Right. You can see a little bit of like the lighting shift and like sure. the frames not yeah. lined up entirely, but it's hardly noticeable. Right. And um, I don't think there's a ton of composite shots. There's a good amount. Yeah. But they also do a lot of like, you know, tricks. Yeah. You know, like they have a stand in. Yeah. When you shoot that. a movie about twins where one actor plays both roles, you, you need a double to stand in for any non two shot. Mm-hmm. And in this one, they had uh, a girl named Susan Henning. She didn't do a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Um, but it, it doesn't happen a lot. But there are occasionally shots where, where Susan Henning's face appears on screen almost totally in focus. Yeah. Um, and it reminds me of some of the fight scenes in Star Trek, you know, <laughs> okay. like where they just cut away yeah. and like, you know, like William Shatner's supposed to be in a brawl, but then it's just this like potato head guy uh-huh. with a different hair color. Like it, it's, <laughs> I, 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 and it's, it doesn't happen very often, but it's just a couple times where it's like, okay. Oh, they slipped right there. I was going to say, I, I didn't catch any of them. No, though. I didn't see it. You've seen it a dozen times. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Probably a million times. Yes. But no, I, I never noticed. I did notice when they were using the double because they, yeah. 
They'd be walking together, but the one would have like a bag next to their head. Of course. A sleeping bag up I on know. their shoulder. Or they're or looking you know, down for or no reason. They're looking down or they're from behind. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. You could tell. Or they're hugging each other and you, the face is like in the shoulder. Like, right. They're using all these little tricks, you know, and it's all pretty seamless. And the 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 hair continuity is a yeah. little bit is is like it's pretty good on first viewing, but mm-hmm. like when you've seen it a million times, like I have, you start to notice where they were where it was a little off. <laughs> okay. And like when we see Sharon at the beginning in, at camp, that's that's Haley Mills's real hairstyle at the time. It was the long the long version. hair was yes okay. Um, and then the short hair was the wig. Now, when Susan Henning is playing the double. Um, she, I don't know if, if like if her hair was a wig or not when she's playing Sharon, Mm -hmm. but like, uh, the, the, the long hair on the double is way longer than Haley Mills's long haired hairstyle. Okay. And then you can see like really big time when, when it's the, the back of Susan with the short hair, um, and it's the double, like it's, it's clearly not Haley Mills. I Mm -hmm. mean, like it's a totally different shape and everything. And like, uh, and it's just, it's just very obvious. Uh But like you only notice that when you've seen the movie, you know, yeah. like you said a dozen yeah. times. Yeah. Overall, really well done. Yes. Um, and this was like a groundbreaking thing they did with like the recompositions and stuff. Oh man, and, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. It just um, like it been done very rarely. At and that the time. way they had to do it back in the day, it's way more difficult than it even t- twenty years, ten, twenty years later. I mean, I know it's it's as good to me as like. I mean, Dead Ringers was like pretty flawless with this stuff. Yeah, but that like, was. you know, this is this is it rivals it completely. Right nowadays, you know? it's easy. You yeah, know, like the computer technology we have, it's a lot easier to do. The touch of a button, you've got it. Yeah, you can just clone yourself with a. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Right. That's why I was called the Clone Wars because <laughs> George Lucas is like, we need four hundred million stormtroopers here. Yeah, push that button, dude. He could. We're joking, but he could just say, "Give no. me, give me a hundred million souls yeah. right now." <laughs> That's what Disney did. Exactly. They took the, the souls they made from this movie <laughs> and they gave them to George Lucas. That's right. He sold them to ILM, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. But anyway, so they're singing this song to yep. their parents. They're, Let's get they're having a nice, you know, veal parmesan um, with, a, with the Chianti on the table and everything. Because yes. <laughs> they're recreating their first date at right. that restaurant in New York. Martinelli's. Yeah. So... Um, and, and the parents realize, okay, that's what they're doing here. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're trying to get us back together. Yeah. That's their plan. Right. Um, and it takes a while for Mitch to get there. He has to have it explained to of him course. by Maggie. Yeah. Um, and then he truly flubs the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Um, like she tells him, she, she looks at him over the candlelight and says, you know, the years have been good to you, Mitch. Um, damn. I, I mean, it, it's unmistakable. Exactly. And she looks like she does. And he just goes, yeah. And she goes, <laughs> well, aren't you going to return the compliment? Yeah. And he goes, oh, uh, well, actually, yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say, Maggie, uh, you look you look pretty good. Uh, I mean, dude, you are fucking blowing this. Yeah. And well, he he's I know he, he's getting married. To I, Vicky. I know. I know that his intention is he not can't to be get, like, hey, baby, I, I agree. I, okay. I agree that his like his intention is not to remarry Maggie in this yeah. moment. But when when your ex-wife says the years have been good to you, yeah, your first response should be, yeah, so do you. You, you also look, oh, great, man, you know, like that should just be like the, the, the thing you say. Right. I, so I saw someone at a, a store a few months ago or something that I hadn't seen in a long time. Uh-huh. We, we never had a, it wasn't like a relationship. It was like an old friend or something. OK. And. She said, I, I was looking good, you know, like, okay. we hadn't seen each other. I, I didn't even, I was just like, oh, thanks. I didn't say anything back. You did? I did it. I felt like an asshole. 
Holy shit, Scott. I was like in an episode of Seinfeld or something, <laughs> dude. Exactly. Like, it was insane. Like, like, you pulled a Mitchell Anders. I, I did, and I didn't realize it till the interaction was over. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, I well, didn't say anything. Go, oh, fuck. She probably well, thinks, oh, well, you look like a slob. I'm a slob now. <laughs> yeah, I, so I blew that. All right. Well, I mean. I felt so bad, dude. Okay, well, you know what's good, though? You feel bad about it. Okay. Like you understood, yeah. even in that moment, I should have said this. Yeah. Mitch doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Mitch is just sitting there, like enjoying his veal, and he has to be yeah. prodded to tell her she looks good. Yeah. Ugh. Um. But yeah, uh, they have a big, uh, another big fight, and and it's another great like like kind of showcase for Marino Hera yeah. with the with the comedy. I mean, you know, all the, all the insults she lobs it at Vicky toward Vicky about mm-hmm. like that plot faced child bride with her electric <laughs> hips. I love it. It's the great. Child bride. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and it's another example, too, of like this scene of like children's movies back then that could be enjoyed by adults because mm-hmm. this is a very sophisticated scene. This is like something that like you, you'd yeah. see Rock Hudson and Doris Day. I mean, you, they have this exact, you know, back and exactly. forth. Exactly. And I think that's that's a great point, because like you said earlier, I'm watching it for the first time as an adult. Yeah. With experience. Like and I'm really drawn towards all these things that are directed towards the adult viewers. Sure. It, it's well done. Right. Um. And this is kind of like the last night they're all together because they're going to go their separate ways. And yeah. the kids are going to do the six-month split. Like, right. The, the dreading that's going to be what happens. Yes. And, like, the, they're, they're going to do the six-month split thing, but I guess first they, they have to, like, kind of separate just for the for the time being. Yeah, they have to work to, things yeah. out and everything. Right. So, so Sharon and Maggie are going to go back to Boston. And the next morning, you know, Maggie's ready to leave. And... The kids come down the stairs, yeah. uh, Susan and Sharon, and they're wearing, like, they're kind of dressed like ham and eggers. Yeah, they're you know, wearing, like, sweatpants yes, and, or something? Yes, uh, uh, like, they're wearing white sweatshirts and, and like, uh, blue jeans. jeans. Yeah. Yes. And um, they, you know, and they essentially, they have the same hairdo at this point because, like, Sharon, uh, we forgot to mention, yeah. Sharon cut the hair so that she'd look like Susan. Yeah. And they tell their parents that um, you, you guys, obviously, you clearly can't tell us apart. <laughs> So we're gonna have we're gonna go on this camp out together, us as a family. Yeah, and uh, you know, they're they're trying to get them together so that they'll fall in love again. Yeah, and when we come back, we'll tell you which one's Sharon and which one's Susan. I was so tickled when this happened. I was like, these kids are devious. I know. Yeah, they're hooligans. Yes. Miss Inch was right. <laughs> That's true, dude. That's true. But I couldn't tell the difference. No, and and even like Brian Keith, it's like, all right, come on, Susan. And she's like, are you sure I'm Susan? Right, right. And he's like, ah, God damn it. It's <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> right. all right, we're going on the camp out. Yes. I love it. And, you know, like we said earlier, when 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 the girls lay out the terms of, of this camp out scam, Haley Mills, who up to now had convincingly created two different characters, uh-huh. is she now reverts to playing only Susan, mm-hmm. um, and which is effective in the world of the movie because we don't know yeah. which one's which. Right. You know, and neither do the parents. Um, so yeah, they, they have to go on this, on this camp out together mm-hmm. and like everything's go- going according to plan. Yeah, Dave, exactly. Right? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. this is, this is working well, uh, until they're about to leave <laughs> and Vicky is pissed off because like oh, Mitch yeah. is going in the mountains with Maggie. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Despite her being, you know, like who she is and yeah. she's a bad person. She is, she is the fiance of this man right. and she would be understandably upset that he's going to be going off with his attractive ex-wife. Yes. Um, and Maggie thinking on her feet, uh, <laughs> decides oh, to throw yeah. a wrench in the whole plan. Awesome. By giving up her spot in the camp out to Vicky. Um, the girls don't know what to do, mm-hmm. but Maggie without telling them 
like kind of gives them the signal, like almost like a mind meld. Yeah. Like, you know what you got to do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You've done this before. Think back to your Camp Inch days. <laughs> yes. Um, well, you know what to do. We, yeah. We need some vulgar hooliganism. <laughs> That's right. That's what this calls and for. And she waves to the truck as it drives off. Uh-huh. I'll just stay here. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. And um, Vicky <laughs> is not the outdoors type. Right. She's afraid of pine cones, basically. <laughs> I know. I know. She can barely hike up this hill, which that's fine. If you don't hike and do stuff like, yeah, you can get wind to going up a hill. Even if you do hike, you right. get wind to going up a hill. And it was 1961 where everybody smoked. So everybody. Oh, yeah. Know. Yeah. There was smoke coming out of their ears. Um, <laughs> But uh, they get up to their campsite, and Vicky obviously does not like the outdoors. Right. She's afraid of the lizard. The girls put a lizard on their canteen and, like, give it to her for some water. Yeah. And then it scares her, uh-huh. which is a, a nice little prank. Yeah, it's a good prank. Yeah. It's it's a pretty harmless. Yeah, it's harmless. It's a cute little lizard. Sure. You know? And then they, they tell her about, you know, like, uh, they, they have a conversation that they know she's eavesdropping on, and they talk about, like, rubbing or hitting two sticks together to scare off mountain lions. Yeah. And she takes this as gospel and decides to start doing it. The rest of the trip, she's smacking sticks together. Exactly. And everyone's like, what the hell? Why yes. is she doing that? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so she just kind of looks like an idiot. It's yeah. actually another harmless prank. Because Maybe it's like, she, well, okay. Well, that's how you communicate with Bigfoot, apparently. You you, you do tree, tree <laughs> knocking. Right. Tree knocking. Okay. Because they, uh, yeah. they, they knock big branches against trees to, to signal with each other. Okay. That's well, how big feet communicate with each other. That's how big feet communicate yes. with each other. <laughs> yes, it is. Wow. It's, it's not proven, <laughs> but I saw it once on cable TV. Okay, well, that just was, so you know. It was said with such confidence. I, I know, to, right? Yeah, oh, man. I've tried it. I didn't get a response. <laughs> right. Um, and no mountain lines either, so that might be working. Well, good, yes. Uh, but yeah, so they go up to this lake, and it's this awesome, like, huge, awesome campground they got set up here, right. man. This is awesome. Although I, I don't know how, how many lakes are at the top of a mountain, but, you know, we'll go with it. I don't know. This guy's got some great property. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's true, right? And the girls trick Vicky into coming into the lake, yeah. into the deep lake. Yeah. She falls right in. One of the worst special effects in any movie the is fish? this thing with the lake. Yeah. No, that was cool. <laughs> it's, it's fake as hell, but it's cool. I mean, you have one twin pretending to hold her breath underwater, supporting the weight of the other twin. I know, right? And it, but it's just Haley Mills on a set with a fish puppet on a string dangled in front of her face. And I, I know how... It's cartoonish. It is. Yeah. It is very much so. And and I, I say it's the worst because it just is the worst. I mean, it's no, like, no, it it's like the least... No, no, it looks bad. It's it the least fake. amount of effort they put into any effect. You it know? looks fake, but yeah. it's charming. It is. I think it's charming. It's got... It's, it looks like a 1961 Disney movie. Yeah. It exactly looks like that. It fits with the whole motif. Yeah. You're right. So she's standing on her shoulder, so it looks like it's a shallow lake, right? right? And so Vicky walks in and just plops right into the lake. Yeah. And Vicky... How dumb are you, Vicky? I Come mean, on. Like, Vicky is dumber in this moment than Miss Inch, because like, like she... Uh, she just saw them splashing around the two of them, and now one is missing. And she climbed on her shoulders, like right in front of her, basically. And she's like bent, and she's wobbling. St- and she's and bent- yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's fine. I can barely stand up out here, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> Vicky, you're an idiot. Right? Come on. Y- you kind of deserve what you got coming. Even to you if here. you don't like camping, you're not an outdoors person. You obviously understand. That this lake is not that shallow, right? Yeah. You've got to. Come right. on. Right. Oh, my God. And you already know that the twins hate you. You know what? You get what too. you deserve here if that's, that's <laughs> right. how dumb you are. Yes. Um, and then there's another prank where they uh, do the just vandalism to her tent that they did at the beginning of the movie. It's tie string. Honey is poured all over her body. Just they, they 
they like scorch earth on her. And th- and this scorched earth um, <laughs> prank is sanctioned by Maggie and by the ranch foreman, Hecky. Uh-huh. Um, like when they're at the campfire and they're eating the trout. Yeah. Uh, Hecky gives them an unmistakable wink of like, yeah, you guys need to. It's time. Exactly. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, I, 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 not enough attention is paid, I think, like just, just by, by audiences and the movie itself of like, just how pissed off you'd be if like something like this happened. Oh to yeah. You. you know, like that yeah. Vicky has the appropriate response to be honest with you. Uh, I, I should, I should quote credit her because she runs around the campsite, <laughs> like knocking things over, busting yeah. uh, fishing poles, yeah. like, Oh my fucking she snaps God. It over her knee. Yes. I like it. And it's enough of an offense that she not only like sets fire to the campsite, but to the merit. She just decides this is not worth it. She, yeah. she actually fully says this is not worth it. And yeah. you know, um, she's not going to marry this guy that she doesn't love just for his money yeah because it, it this is what this is what she's being put through and it ends with her smacking one of the girls that is uh, another smack wow and this is total i mean you shouldn't be smacking people anyway but like this is a crime like you are assaulting a child yeah by the way this prank two brown black bears come in and are licking her feet Two bears. It's they're, I know. they're cubs yeah, that are in there. They're bear cubs, right? And like when the, when she gets up screaming, they run off, you know. And Hecky's like, "Oh, it's just a couple bears." <laughs> yeah, two bears. I know. What the fuck? They could kill you. Yeah, they could. Even if they're cubs, they will fucking murder you. Right. And you know what? That means Mama is right around the corner too. Pack up and get the fuck out of here. Uh, agreed, dude. Agreed. The the. Uh, but I mean like Hecky and Mitch are so hardcore dude that they can just like camp amongst the bears and, and they think it's a funny harmless prank I too. know yeah and poor Hecky by the way like the, like she says get me out of this stinking fresh air and they go down like he has to walk her down the mountain I know oh. Oh. and then come back presumably to like you know cl- clean up the camp then he's gotta clean up and then he's gotta carry it all back what down because Brian dude. Keith ain't doing it no exactly maybe Brian, he is he's a rugged dude he's a he rugged guy help. but he's still yeah. a rich man and you know yeah. he's he's yeah he's he's gonna need some help and he seems respectable like he, he he's out there ranching with them and still oh, yeah, working yeah. together so he'd probably help carry some as stuff. rich guys go Mitch is a good dude yeah yeah he's pretty good mm-hmm so, so this is like the end of Vicky now, right? She's yeah. gone. She's right. out of the picture. Right. So now, now things can get back to the way they should be. <laughs> right. <laughs> they come home and uh, like Maggie plays dumb in this moment. Um, yes. You know, like she she's like, you know, because the girls come in and they, they apologize to Mitch, you know, for, for essentially ruining his, his engagement. Yeah. And um, well, uh, I, you know, like so we, we did something to her and, and Maggie goes, what? did you do to Vicky? And it was like, come on, Maggie, yeah. you knew what they were going to do. Yeah. It's great acting from Maureen O'Hara here. Yeah. She's playing ignorant. Sure. And it's obvious <laughs> she's in on this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, but she's being coy, you uh-huh. know, and, and, uh, now that Brian Keith isn't engaged anymore, he's like full on, uh, a player now, you know, he's out there. He's His change ready. of heart comes yeah. awfully quick. Yeah. It's, it's kind of unearned. Yeah. It definitely is. I mean, but I mean, he sees that hourglass figure, <laughs> yes. and he's he can't resist, man. <laughs> she made a bunch of stew. She is she's out in the kitchen, yeah. looking good. Yeah, she does, and Looks she good. is making herself look good. Yes, like she's doing it on purpose. Sure, and he can't resist her. 
He, this is where he said he gets cl- he gets cleaned up, comes down in that sweater or yes, whatever. Yes, that real smart outfit. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I, like this. Um, the uh, the the casual suit he wore after he got out of the uh, after he cleaned himself up after falling in the lake. Yeah. Um, and then his like all over denim uh, affair. Yeah. That he was like out in the. In I like the, the denim with, cowboy yes, outfit. Yes, that was great. Yeah. Man, it looks good. He looked like he, James Dean in Giant. He does. His chest is kind of out. Yeah. 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 At good. one point, he like opens his his uh, his like you know shirt. Ooh. and was like, man, Brian Keith. He's been he's been doing some pushups. He's got like the right amount of hair. Yes. And everything, you know? Exactly. This guy's <laughs> this guy's put together. Exactly. Sweating a little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> he could be in the ring. No doubt, dude. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and, and he, he comes down looking charming and cause he, he said he was going to go up and wash his hands, but, but he quickly like turned into a matinee idol while he was up there. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. You know, comes down. Now he's a five out of 10, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, this guy's, he, he's yeah. on 11. Th- this guy is, yeah, yeah he's, he's turned he's it up. Brian Keith had the goods. Yeah. Um, but he, they, they have this, this scene together where they're, they're reconciling. And mm-hmm. I, I think that it's, it's pretty well written, um, because yeah. it's not right away that they just go, Oh, we're in love again. They, they, they have a pretty good talk and they, they actually have real talk yeah too, which is like you said, it's well written. Yeah. Um, and I, I still think that his, as I said, his, his, um, his about face is, is a bit too abrupt yeah you know because it's just it's been 12 hours i know yeah and and when he came when he walked into that house it was not his intention to do this and he took one look at her and there was a little bit of a of of something in the score and it was right then he's in love and i'm like no he's horny i mean that's and if and if it was made today and it wasn't with disney then they would have probably just yeah maybe they they were just the parents would have hooked up yeah That, that that's probably what would have happened um but like yeah, it's he goes on this whole thing about how he he misses you know all the stuff about her yeah. and um, misses everything they had. Yes, he he apologizes. Yep. for the way things went, and how he behaved, and things like that. Right. Yeah, it's really nice. Yep. Maybe a little unearned, but yeah, too quick, like you said. But yeah, it's nice. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, and it's a, it's a good it's a. The way to end a feel-good Disney movie from 1961 is to have the parents reconcile like this and eventually get married. And I, I guess the the only um, the only non-traditional aspect is that we don't cut to the wedding; we cut to a dream of the wedding. Yes. Um, yeah. One of the girls like uh, comes out of her sleep and goes, "Oh, I just had the weirdest dream." And then we see what the dream was, and it was it was exactly like the most. Uh, uh, Exactly what you're picturing of like yeah. your your parents getting back together and wouldn't it be awesome? Yeah, it's like you know? a child fantasy yes. of that happening, right? Um, and it makes you wonder. Like, I'm assuming, yeah, they got remarried. Uh, but since it is displayed as a dream, right? I guess we're left open ended. Do they get married or do they not? I don't right. know. But I feel like. Yeah, they probably do. That's where it's going. It's a happy ending. They're yeah. all a big family again. Because they, they there was soaring music and they had a big kiss. Yeah. To end their scene. Yeah. And and that reconciliation they have at the end, like I do like that a lot. Um and I guess that they're older and more mature now. They can yeah. you know, analyze things and react more pro- be there better for each other and things. Right. Um and I, I do like that. It makes it a little more believable. Yes, agreed. Um but yeah, I guess I guess it's a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. The end? The Is end. that it? The end. <laughs> Question mark, right? All uh, right, Dave. Anything else? 
Well, um, I have some supplemental stuff here okay. just because it's it's like obviously, like I said before, it's a movie I have a lot of history with. Um, and th- there, there's some flubs in here that I've always wanted to point out. Um, and you only notice this kind of stuff if you go looking for it. But it's still fun, fun to, to go over it sometimes, mm-hmm. especially on a show like ours. Um, in the scene where the girls realize they have the same parents, um, the bugle sounds like at camp yeah. and it, it alerts the campers to report to the mess hall for lunch. And you hear a bunch of voices outside the cabin within the, uh, the talking, you clearly hear men's voices in the audio. Oh. Um, and it's, it's really loud and unmistakable and it happens more than once. At one point, like you hear this guy go, <laughs> I'm like, that's a guy there. There's no men at this camp. Um, but yeah, it's always it's always been something that's just uh, prominent maybe for me. It's uh, Chief Eaglefoot or whatever okay, coming but, out of uh, Miss Inch's tent at oh, the end of the night. I hope to God that wasn't what this yeah, was she's, because she's getting plowed by. Oh him. my Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, plowed! <laughs> that's outdoors, you know, yeah, you plow the oh, earth. That, that, that's appropriate. A, oh, that 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 rules. maybe it's not appropriate. Sorry, <laughs> folks. That's fine. But yeah, so they uh, used like this stock. Like sound, yes, yeah, and it's just a audio. bunch of dudes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it's it's really like it was some cheap ass shit. Yeah. Um. And we talked about like the composite shots being really you know well done. And everything. Yeah. There is there is one um that where there the eye line is a little off and it's only I only noticed it on this view. I haven't seen. Yeah, I didn't um, notice. It's in the campfire scene where the twin on the right is telling Mitch that they're innocent of the pranks they pulled on Vicky and. While the twin on the left side of the screen is supposed to be turning her head to the left to look at her sister, uh-huh. she's just staring at nothing, um, and her <laughs> eyes are going to like something behind the head of the twin on the right. The and tennis I'm, ball's in the exactly, wrong spot. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at it going, it just looks like Haley Mills is kind of, is, is like stoned or she's something. spaced yes, out. Yeah. Yes. She said it's a peyote at this camp out. Because <laughs> her mouth is hanging open. And it's yeah. like, what the fuck? What was in that trout? <laughs> it's awesome, dude. <laughs> Heck, um, he spiked the food. <laughs> and then um, Mitch's house in this movie. Yeah. Like, uh, most of the exterior scenes at the property were filmed at Disney's Golden Oak Ranch, mm-hmm. and then the interiors were on a soundstage. It looked kind of Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah it, it, exactly, because mm-hmm. it, it's kind of an impossible layout. Yeah. Um, and the decor is rugged and elegant. Yeah. Um, appointed with like really comfortable-looking furniture, and everything is so tastefully arranged. Yeah. Um, but I love how the living room opens up to that area that seems like it's outdoors. Oh, my gosh. I know, right? Man, it's like a Spanish mission. It's, um, it's awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. And, um, yeah, and, and the, 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 I, I just, I just love that, that the, the house, I mean, it's a place that you'd want to live in and like, I've had it, it's another way of that movie shape you. Mm-hmm. I've had this, <laughs> this image of Monterey, California in my head, like my whole life. Yeah. And this is what Boston looks like, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. It, my, my image of Boston changed over the years because you know, that you have this, you have like, you know, where, uh, where, uh, Maggie McKendrick lives. Yeah. And then you have the Southie projects, you know? So like I, I got that, uh, you know, lesson yeah. w- later on in life. So yeah. 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 I mean, movies definitely shape the way you view things. Yes. Like New York city. It's just grimy and hookers the whole, I mean, 
exactly. I, I was watching to Taxi Driver day, last I night, and I was like, yeah, New York is still like this, right? I, uh-huh, of course, yeah, yeah definitely. Times Square, you know, there's a Sabaro pizza Sure, now, exactly. but, that, I mean, but it's still hookers everywhere. No, man, you know, and, uh, and, we, <laughs> and we, we have talked at length, of course, about the, the whether or not New York is even interesting to go to yeah, anymore right. because of this <laughs> shit, but yeah, it's, it's like... It's still good, it's fine, but it's not like it was in the 70s. It just doesn't live up to, like, Martin Scorsese's and Sidney yeah. Lumet's New York. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have that for you. No. Yeah. No. And that's okay. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Whatever. Um, things, things change. Yeah, it does. Right. But you can always get back together. Right. As we've learned in this movie, Dave. <laughs> yes. Um, so would you recommend it? Yes. Obviously, this is, um, I, I, I think that if you, especially if you have kids, watch this. It's it's streaming on Disney Plus right now because it's part of their, that, that was the one good thing about the Disney Plus uh, uh like a service is, yeah. is that they, they opened the vault, you know, it's no longer a thing where you can only buy the VHS, like between, you yeah. know, uh, September and October in 1992, right. get the platinum one. Yes. Yeah. Pay $40 for it, for that, for that fucking clamshell that, that yep. is, you know, yeah. flimsy as hell. Yeah. Sell it on eBay for $4 billion. No kidding. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'd recommend this movie too. Like I was pleasantly surprised, Dave. Cool. Man. Had a great time. I was smiling. I was really happy with it. Um, even some of the Norman Rockwell, like perfect life bullshit that's in it. Like yeah. it's fine yeah. for the time. That's what you expect. Um, and it's a kid's movie. So right. Whatever. It's, it's a good movie. Totally recommend. Cool. All right. And that wraps things up. So if you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcast, rate it, review it. And most of all, share it. It gets more dudes. Listen to the dudes and you can go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there. Yes. And we're on Facebook, blue sky and Instagram. Look for dudes on movies. And our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. And we have a question of the week, Dave. What is the question of the week? Uh, what are the best movies in which an actor plays multiple characters? That's right. Call the voicemail 628-400-DUDE. That's 628-400-3833. And let us know. And guys, guess what? October is here. Stay tuned for Horror Month. It's coming up mm-hmm. next episode. We're starting with 1981's Possession, directed by Andre Zulovsky and starring Isabel Anjani and Sam Neill. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>